1: Welcome to
0: Sleepy Head
1: Stories. Hi, guys, it's time for back to school. Yes. <laughs> Conchetta is super excited to go back to no. school. No? no. You got me all around there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are going to be doing a series of episodes that have to deal with going back to school. And we're going to be reading a chapter book called Harry versus the First 100 Days of School. It's a really great book. And over the next uh, several weeks or so, we'll be reading chapters out of it. And before we get into the book, I'm going to give you some quick little things you can do, some things at home to prepare you for getting into back to school. The vibes. Now, some of the kids the that li- the, vibes. the vibes, some of the kids that listen to us already have started school this week Oof. in the U.S. Oof. in August. Yeah, Oof. but they get out earlier. Um, and then other kids like Conchetta, she doesn't start until into September. So, wherever you're at in your back to school process. These tips can help you just get into the mode of back to school and make it a little bit easier, the transition after such a great, awesome summer, right? So I'm going to give you some tips. Um, the first tip is obviously have fun with going back to school shopping,
0: Duh.
1: Right. Um, I know that a lot of the teachers are very specific with, like, exactly what they want, but there's some room (laughs) in there with things you can do, like, to make it a little more fun and more personal for yourself.
0: Like, I don't know what you'd need besides, like, a pencil and a notebook, honestly. Pencils,
1: notebooks, um, highlighting markers, crayons, colored pencils, everybody's kind of got a different thing there, so um, have fun with it. Try to be a little bit creative where you don't can
0: hand sanitizer.
1: get new backpacks
0: after COVID. I don't know how I'm ever going to go back when COVID's over. If it's ever going to end. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know how I'm going to go back to just touching random stuff.
1: And maybe you don't have to, maybe we always keep a little bit more like good hygiene and then you don't get sick as much. How about that? No. <laughs> All right, next cute little idea is you can bake some treats, some back-to-school cookies, you know, the, the night or the day before back to school. And then you can take those special cookies that you made with you in your lunch, in your school lunch. So for your first couple days of lunch, you have these nice fresh-baked cookies.
0: Wait.
1: Yeah. It's a good idea. Cookies? Like a little snack. Cookies, brownies, whatever you like, bake it the day before. And then when you bring your packed lunch or just bring a little snack, you can bring your little fresh cookie. makes you feel a little like, oh, I made these for school. The day before? Why the
0: day before?
1: Well, the day of, you're not going to have time to make cookies and then go to school.
0: Well, if it's the day before and then you pack them that day, they're probably going to be stale.
1: No, they'll last a few days. They'll last that first few days for sure, or a week for sure. Okay, you can obviously read books. There's tons of books that have all kinds of things to do with back to school, like the one we're reading. you
0: probably don't really need to bring a book because there's this whole big library. Right, you don't
1: have to bring it. But at home, like, as you're preparing, you can read books. That'll get you in the mood. You can think about some yummy school lunches that if you make your school lunch that you want to bring, some, like, things you really, really love, and then ask your parents – or your guardians like to help you get the supplies for those special lunches. Right. Start thinking about that. And then you can also carve out a little kid cave. You can make a little cave in your room at home. So when you come home from school, it's like a quiet place, like a little spot. Uh Oh, I <laughs> wants to come in.
0: This
1: ain't quiet. <laughs> where, where you can like <laughs> hide away from things like barking dogs okay. and stuff. <laughs> And just have a moment to decompress. Like a fort? Like a fort, yes. Little uh, tent. <gasps> let her in, let her in. No, I
0: refuse.
1: <laughs> okay, and then next, you can make sure that you have a really great workstation at home. So, where you do your homework and your projects, make sure it's all set up with everything you need, nice and clean, and ready for the homework, right? And you can make that fun too, decorate it.
0: Or if you're really, really, really lucky, you won't have homework.
1: True, but everyone has homework once in a while. And another great tip is you can do a back-to-school craft. There's tons of crafts. Like you can decorate um, your folder. You can decorate your station at home like we just talked about, where you do your, your homework and stuff. Find some other cool crafts that you can do. And... You can get a calendar keep it in your room like a whiteboard calendar type thing right if you have other activities days off keep track
0: i don't think many kids like to have calendars
1: no sometimes you need it though when you start to get into other school activities and things and there's just a lot going on you need that to help you stay organized right so those
0: i'm not really that organized and
1: i know i am though so guys,
0: th-
1: yeah, those are Obviously. the things you can do some things to help you get back into the mood of school. And what's like the most important thing we can do? Think about what I've been already telling you like the last few days. Uh, sleep. sleep. So I know some of sleep. you, like I know over here, we've been going to bed later and sleeping later than we were during the school year because we don't have to be up and get ready often. So we need to start to transition back to going to bed a little bit earlier and getting up a little bit earlier so it's not a shock. Oh, Hannah's going under the bed. Hannah <laughs> is just – what she's rambunctious. I don't
0: think she can even fit her Hannah's trying to sleep.
1: It. That's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get her back to school sleep. There's a, there's a mini, like,
0: boba <laughs> underneath the bed. There's a mini boba. Oh,
1: bed. go get it. Go get it. So, yeah, so make sure you get – a good amount of sleep because nobody wants
0: to go to school tired
1: and good amount of food and
0: remember you get a good amount
1: of boba a boba and book Conchetta says to drink some get I've some never boba. Had boba. she had you actually have you don't remember
0: okay.
1: so guys congratulations on another school year we wish you the best we hope you enjoy the book series we're about to get into it's really really great and right before we read the book though we have a quick shout out a special one for Conchetta. A very special one. She's been waiting. You ready?
0: Hannah, there's no food in here. Oh,
1: God. Hannah is just disrupting this whole thing right now. Sorry, guys. All right. Hang in there. It's me. It's me. It's shout-out time, guys. We have a special shout-out this week. And Shetta is going to read this message it's okay. something that she's been asking you guys for for a while now. She, she has no idea what but it I
0: is. Hannah's getting a hoverboard.
1: N- uh, no. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I'm putting it in front of her so she can read, and make sure you read loud so everyone Why can hear. Why is it special? You've been asking.
0: Go ahead. Am I getting a hoverboard?
1: Go ahead, right here.
0: Um, Hannah's like panting. Like I know. Sorry if you hear Hannah. She's really. <laughs> Quite active today. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hi, Conchetta and Corey. My my name is Erica, and I have two boys, Stephen, mm-hmm. um, is eight years old, and Julian is four. We live in in Little Egg Harbor. That's a really cute name, mm-hmm. Little Egg Harbor, um, in New Jersey, and that's in New Jersey. Yeah, it's down South Jersey. Oh, um, and we have been listening to Sleepy Head stories for the past four years. Whoa. Um, thank you for all of your hard work. All of my mom's hard work. <laughs> um, some of our favorite stories are The Good Egg. Because they live in Egg. That's so cute. Because they live in Egg Harbor. Mm. I'm the Grumpy Monkey. And I, we don't need our classmates, of course. <laughs> um, of course, obviously. Um, I am messaging you because we heard you wanted to know about your Jersey listeners. But we also would love a shout out to. Whoa! We Hannah! oh, Hannah is just a crazy
1: dog today. You guys, thank she you too. so much for she reaching out. and someone from New Jersey finally! Yay! Yay! Thank you. We know. Actually, I know Little Lake Harbor well because I grew up in Manahawkin, which Conchetta doesn't know what that is, where that is either. Which is it's Long Beach Kaysman. Island. It's the mainland. You, you know how there's. LBI, Long Beach Island, and I lived on the mainland. It's where I grew up for many, many years. Yeah, I I grew up with Grandma, who's my mom. (laughs) Grandma now lives in the woods. She lives in the woods now, but we (laughs) live for 20 something years in Manahawkin. So thank you so much, Erica and Stephen and Julian, for listening and for reaching out to us. We hope you're having a great summer and going to the beach and a great life. And I hope you're going to the beach. And what's with the beach water there? It's been freezing cold these days, so we haven't been swimming in it too much. But change. Climate change. I don't know. Anyways, thank you guys really. so much. And we appreciate you guys listening, fellow Jerseyans. Happy back to school, guys. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Harry versus The First 100 Days of School, by Emily Jenkins. Pictures by Pete Oswald. Prologue, home, Tuesday, September 4th. Harry Bergen Murphy has a pack of 10 yellow pencils. He has last year's water bottle. He has a new Fluff Monster lunchbox and new green sneakers. First grade starts tomorrow. Harry will go to the Graham School, also also known as Public School 48 in Brooklyn, New York. His teacher will be Miss Peek Schnitzel. A too short haircut. Yeah, that happened. When he looks in the mirror, all he can see are his giant ears. He will be the eeriest kid in first grade, probably. He rubs his hands over his hair. It feels tickly. Harry is stuck using his old backpack for first grade. It's brown and kind of ugly. But there is a new fluff monster keychain hanging off the zipper. His sister Charlotte gave it to him. It's his favorite monster Gargar, the black and yellow one that looks like a bumblebee. Fluff monsters are the silliest monsters in the world, and Harry loves them. They are characters in a video game. They go wumple-wumple when they run. Harry plays the game on his mom's tablet. Are you ready for your first day of school, says Mommy, tucking Harry into bed. She strokes his hair. You'll be a great first grader. Harry pushes out his lip. He is not sure she is right, but he doesn't know how to say it. Are you worried, she asks. Harry nods. I can understand that, but I know you, H., she says. I know you are ready. Still, Harry lies awake for a long time after she hugs him goodnight. He worries about getting lost in the big school building out strict teachers and rules and learning to read, mean kids, scary classroom guinea pigs. He doesn't feel ready at all. Chapter 1. Don't Leave Me. Day 1. Wednesday, September 5th. Harry has been to daycare before. He went to kindergarten, too but that was in the trailers on the other side of the play yard. The first grade classrooms are in the big kid's school. The Graham school is four blocks from home. Harry walks with his sister Charlotte. Mommy is always a little ways behind. If you need me, Charlotte says, I'll be upstairs in fourth grade, room 303. Plus, we have lunch and recess at the same time, so you'll see me then, got it? Harry nods. The weather still feels like summer. The trees on their street are bright green. Charlotte wears red shorts and a new t-shirt with sequins, plus her favorite running shoes. She has two braids in her hair. Harry is wearing his green sneakers, blue shorts, and his favorite shirt with four horses. Will there be a guinea pig at school, he asks. Don't worry about guinea pigs, H, really. What if kids are mean? Some people are mean, yeah, says Charlotte. But boo on them. Just don't hang out with them. Harry stops walking. Will teachers yell? Mm, The music teacher yells, but I still like her. She plays the accordion. Yelling? No way. Harry turns and starts to run back home. He zooms past Mommy down the block. He climbs the steps to his apartment building and plasters his body against the front door. I am not going to school. His mom follows. H, what's wrong? There are mean kids and yelling teachers. Charlotte said so. I did not, says Charlotte, catching up. I was just being realistic. I'm not going. His mother pats his back. H, she says, bending over. What are you really scared of? Harry wants to say, I might not make friends. What if someone picks on me? And what if I get in trouble? And what if I'm the only one who can't read? He wants to say all that, but it won't come out. Instead, he says, You can't make me go. Mommy holds out her hand. School is fun, she says kindly. You'll make so many friends, and you'll learn, like, 100 things every day. No! Hmm, how about we look in your lunch bag, she says. See, I packed your favorites. She holds it open, and Harry peeks in.
0: Cucumber, cantaloupe,
1: pork, dumplings, and a strawberry yogurt in a squeezy tube. At the bottom of the bag are two square butter cookies wrapped in wax paper. Those are his favorites, especially the cookies. Harry doesn't usually get dessert at lunchtime, so that's a good lunch in there, he admits. Mommy holds out her hand again. It is her nice mommy hand. With shiny blue fingernails, she paints herself. Harry sniffs back his tears and grabs on. I think you're ready, Mommy says. I truly do. He lets her walk him to school. They all three climb the steps that lead to a fat brick building with a spiky black fence. Mommy has to say goodbye at the door. Harry hugs her, then he takes a deep breath and he does it. With Charlotte right beside him, Harry Bergen Murphy goes to school. Day 2 Thursday, September 6th. School was all right yesterday. The first grade classroom is full of markers and pattern blocks. There's not a single guinea pig anywhere. Miss Peekschnitzel, the teacher, has a bright voice and a face like an apple, shiny and pink. She is old and wears makeup on her eyebrows. She said hello to the kids as they entered and assigned each one of them a seat at a table. The tables are labeled with animal names, goat, sheep, rabbit, cow, and horse. Harry is at goat table. It has a laminated picture of a goat on it. Some sections of the classroom wall are covered with chalkboard, others with corkboard, and others with whiteboard, Plus, there is a smart board near the teacher's special chair. Lots of boards! In one corner is a reading area with a shaggy carpet and bins full of picture books. In another is a large rug with colored squares. Each student gets a square to sit on during morning meeting. Harry spot is on a green square, and green is his favorite color. Miss U the art teacher, visited after lunch. She is a round person with streaks of pink in her hair and lots of rings on her fingers. She handed out watercolor paints and invited all the kids to make self-portraits. Harry already knew kids from kindergarten. Mason and Mia, Adam and Abigail. Harry likes Mason a whole lot. His ears stick out almost as much as Harry's he was wearing a shirt with the pineapple on it. The two of them played at recess. The big kid yard doesn't have grass like the kindergarten yard, but it does have climbing structures and rubber matting. Mason and Harry went to the top of the tall structure everyone calls the rocket. Some things were still hard. When they played a name game using their fingers, Harry messed up when it was his turn. Harry, 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 whoops, Harry, Harry, whoops, Harry, Harry. He forgot the second whoops and felt his face heat up. Then he looked at the carpet for the rest of the game. Now he and Charlotte walk upstairs for the second day of school. Bye, says Charlotte outside his classroom. Have a good day, H. Miss Schnitzel's door is covered with bright paper polka dots. Each dot has a kid's name on it, Harry Mason, and 23 others. There are 25 kids in all. Suddenly, they seem like stranger polka dots. Don't leave me, cries Harry. He starts to cry. He can't help it. You have to be a big Harry when you're in first grade says charlotte don't leave me with the polka dots cries harry and charlotte gives him a hug i have no idea what you're talking about she says into his ear i can't be late okay bye she pulls away and heads upstairs you're a guinea pig harry yells miss peak leans into the hall harry my friend is that you she says Yes. Do you know how to work an electric pencil sharpener? Harry does. Then I would really love your help. Harry follows the teacher into the classroom. The sharpener is on her desk next to a big jar of pencils. Bzz, bzz, bzz. As Harry sharpens, kids come into the room and put away their backpacks. Some of them look at books on the shaggy rug. Others use pattern blocks or draw with markers. Two kids play a matching game that the teacher set out on the table. Everyone looks busy and happy, but Harry feels busier than all of them. He is the special person who gets to do the pencils. Chapter 2 Mason Day 3, Friday, September 7th. Don't leave me, cries Harry again when Charlotte says goodbye. Oh, please, she says. Are you going to do this every day? Yes, he grabs Charlotte and wraps his legs around her like a monkey. He won't let go of her. She will stay in the classroom all day with him. That'll be good. He'll just sit on her lap. I have toy horses in my pocket, says a voice. You wanna see? It's Mason. Hi, Harry mumbles. Mason makes one of those horses say hi back. It's a blue plastic horse with a red hairy mane. His name is Ice Cream McGee. That makes Harry smile. Ice Cream McGee is a great name for a horse. Slowly, he lets go of Charlotte. Can I see? He asks. Mason hands Ice Cream McGee to Harry. You can play with him if you want. Harry nods. They go into the classroom together. At morning meeting, Miss Peek asks the kids what they hope to learn in first grade. She writes down their answers. Lots of kids put their hands up right away, but Harry needs to think. I wanna do handwriting, says Diamond, cause I'm really good at drawing. I wanna learn science about animals, says Mason. I want to be a better artist, says Kimani. I want to learn to tell a joke, says Wyatt. I want to make friends," says Abigail. More kids raise their hands. Some want to tell time. Some want to write a story or learn to use a computer. Miss Peachnitzel writes everything down. Harry is the last kid. Do you know what you want to learn in first grade? The teacher asks him. Harry has been thinking while the other kids answered. Um, how to be an expert he says an expert what do you mean I want to know all about one thing so I can explain it to people my mom is a nursing expert and my dad is a website expert and my sister Charlotte is an expert at crazy eights we are beginners in a lot of subjects in first grade the teacher tells Harry, but I bet you can become an expert on something by the time we're through. It'll take some work, though. Are you up for the trying hard challenge? Harry nods. He is up for it. Day four, Wednesday, September 12th. Everyone had a long weekend because of the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. Harry ate challah bread and apples with honey, and he talked to his baba on the phone to say Shana Tova, which means Happy New Year in Hebrew. But mostly, he played his Fluff Monsters video game and did Lego. Plus, he helped his mom clean. Harry got to use the vacuum and squirt the spray cleaner, and then he jumped on his bed. Today, when Harry and Charlotte arrive at the classroom, Mason and his dad are in the hallway. I wanted to wear my hedgehog shirt, cries Mason. I hate this shirt. The color looks like boogers. I think it's a nice shade of gray, says Mason's dad. And look, it has a rhino on it. You look handsome. The hedgehog shirt wasn't clean. He gives Mason a hug and turns to go. Don't leave me, says Mason. My socks itch. Harry remembers how Mason helped him on Friday. I know how to draw a fluff monster, Harry says. Coming closer. You want me to show you? Mason sniffs. He wipes his eyes. Yes, please. They go into the classroom together. They get markers and draw the fattest, purplest fluff monsters ever. They fill up six whole pieces of paper before it's even time for morning meeting. Day five, Thursday, September 13th. Harry knows the name of every kid who sits at goat table. Mason, his friend who is funny. Wyatt, a boy with a loud voice. Abigail from kindergarten, who looks down at her hands a lot. Kamani, a girl who prints very neatly. And Diamond, a girl with a big laugh. When it's time for math, Miss Piekschnitzel makes an announcement. This fall, we are going to study the number 100. By the time we're done, We'll all know this number so well, it will feel like a good friend, I promise. She shows them how to write 100 on their papers. Then they count up to it together. Each kid says a number. Harry is number five, and number 30, and 55, and 80. It takes four go rounds to get to 100. The teacher helps them if they're not sure what number comes next. The kid who has the last number is Wyatt. Number 100! Woohoo! He cries. I don't get why it's such a big whoop, Harry whispers to Mason. Harry, my friend, says the teacher, please don't whisper. I am explaining about counting by tens. But Wyatt was going woo-hoo, says Harry. I get to go woo-hoo, says Wyatt, cause I'm number 100. Fine, Harry makes a silly face at Mason. Mason makes a silly face at Harry. And Miss Schnitzel doesn't notice because silly faces don't make a single sound. Chapter three, Miss Pieck Day six, Friday, September 14th. At the center of goat table is a plastic box of beads, wires. Each wire has 10 orange beads on it. The kids use them for counting. Harry counts to 10 five times. Then he tries counting backward. Then he makes a square with four bead wires and a triangle with three. He pretends his bead wire is a sword. Ooh, that's more fun. He stabs Mason just a little bit. Mason grins and stabs back. Sword fight! Slash, cut, cut, poke! Miss Schnitzel comes over and she coughs on purpose. Mr. Harry, Mr. Mason, bead wires are not for battles. That makes Harry and Mason laugh, even though the teacher is serious. Hmm, friends, says Miss Peek I'm going to try changing our seating a bit, okay? She is nice about it, but she makes Harry trade seats with Amira. And now Harry sits at rabbit table I think we'll all learn better this way, she says. For the rest of the day, Harry does not see the tiny horses Mason keeps in his pocket, or the big smile Diamond always has her face on her. He does not hear sniffy noises Abigail makes during silent reading, or the drumming Wyatt does when he is thinking. He misses goat table. Miss Peakschnitzel is a big, mean guinea pig, Harry thinks. She is not a nice teacher at all. Day 7. Monday, September 17th. Over the weekend, Harry played with Mason. Even met Mason's dog, Pebble. Pebble is a Yorkie-poo. She's very small and hairy. Mason has a big bin of Legos and a whole collection of Lego people. Plus his dad made grilled cheese. The whole afternoon was awesome, and now Harry and Mason are best friends. "'Can I go back to Goat Table?' Harry asks the teacher right after the next morning meeting. "'Aren't you happy at Rabbit?' says Mrs. Peeksnitzel. "'I think that might be a good place for you to do your best learning.'" goat table please and thank you. Hmm the teacher looks thoughtful. How about you do really good listening all day today. If everything goes well I'll move you back to goat. Harry says okay but he's frustrated. He asks super nicely and she didn't say yes. She is such a strict teacher. He doesn't talk to anyone at rabbit table. During math, he counts his bead wires quietly and thinks mean things about rabbits. How they're so hoppity and only eat vegetables. Goats are much better. He doesn't put his hand up for help during reading, even though he's stuck on a bunch of hard words. He knows you're supposed to look at the pictures to help you, but the book just shows a girl and a blob in a bowl. The blob might be pudding or cake batter or soup or even magic potion. It's a mystery. Also, he can't figure out silent E. Harry plays at recess, but he mopes all through story time, social studies, even music and writing. He hopes Miss Pieck-Schnitzel will notice how miserable he is, and then she'll feel sorry for scolding him on Friday. But she does not. She doesn't seem to feel sorry. Day 8. Tuesday, September 18th. "Harry, you were a super listener yesterday," says Miss Peach Schnitzel right before morning meeting. "We didn't have any problems, did we?" What Harry wants to say is, "I had a problem. I miss Goat Table. I don't even have friends at Rabbit Table." But instead, he just shakes his head. "No. I'm putting you back at Goat Table," says the teacher. I expect great behavior from you. Are you ready? I'm ready, says Harry. He is worried, though. There is so much sitting still in first grade. It is hard to be a super listener all the time when his friends are being funny. During writing, Ms. Schnitzel introduces the children to her sight word wall. It is a list of words the students will learn to recognize, she writes on a big sheet of lined paper, Yes, No, Me, and You. The class reads, Yes, No, Me, You. Diamond raises her hand. Is it a poem? she asks. Not really, says the teacher. Yes, No, Me, You. I sneeze at you, says Diamond. <laughs> now it's a poem, Harry whispers. Diamond and Harry, please don't talk while I'm teaching, says Miss Peek Schnitzel. Sometimes I think she's a stinky pants, whispers Harry to Diamond. Me too, whispers Diamond. But then other times I like her. Excuse me, friends, says the teacher. What did I just tell you? Not to talk while you're teaching, says Harry. He stays quiet for the rest of the lesson. Day nine, Wednesday, September nineteenth. Today is science with Mr. Darrell for the first time. Mr. Darrell doesn't look anything like the scientists in cartoons. He has a ponytail and big muscles, and he wears track pants and rubs his hands together a lot when he's excited. His science room has field mice and tiny turtles. Mr. Darrell tells the kids that they're going to study apples. He assigns each student a partner. Harry is with Abigail. He hasn't talked to Abigail much, even though he sits at his table with her. Now, Mr. Darryl gives each kid a red apple. Don't eat them, he says. We're going to cut them in half. He asks everyone to draw on small whiteboards. What do you think you will see when you cut your apples? Harry draws an apple with ten seeds in it. He knows that apples have seeds. Abigail draws an apple with an apple tree inside of it. You really think there will be an apple, inside, an apple tree inside of your apple? Asks Harry. Abigail wrinkles her nose. I hope so. Mr. Daryl stops at their workspace. He cuts Harry's apple in half from the top to bottom, starting with the stem. Abigail gets cut through the center. There is no apple tree inside. The insides look different, cut different ways. Harry's has a round shape, and in it, he can see four brown seeds. Abigail's has five seeds, all meeting together in the center. It's not a tree, but it looks like a flower, says Abigail. It does, says Harry in wonder. I love my apple, cries Abigail. Mine is uglier, says Harry. So let's eat yours and keep mine for a treasure, says Abigail. Okay. They take bites from opposite sides of Harry's ugly apple. Don't eat your apples yet, calls out Mr. Daryl. We're going to draw them whispers Abigail. We bit ours. Harry raises his hand. If we bit ours, can we just draw the bites? Sure, says Mr. Darrell. That's okay, I guess. Harry and Abigail draw the beautiful apple and the bitten one, the ugly one, showing the insides of the fruit and the seeds. When they write their names on their papers, Abigail shows... Harry how to put a smiley face inside of the A in his name. And just like that, Harry has a new friend. Day 10, Thursday, September 20th. For math, Miss Schnitzel gives each table 10 clothespins. The kids drop all 10 of them in a bowl from up high. How many clothespins land in the bowl, and how many land out of it? The members of Goat Table keep a record on a piece of paper. Diamond and Wyatt take turns dropping. Kamani and Mason are counting. Harry is writing. Six pins in and four pins out makes ten. Three pins in and seven pins out make ten. Crash! Go the pins. Where is Abigail? Harry suddenly realizes that she is not helping. Crash! Go the pins again. Oh look, she's under the table. Her hands are over her ears. Harry feels bad for Abigail. He knows she doesn't like loud noises. He hands the paper to Kamani and climbs under the table. Hi Abigail, he says. Want me to cover your ears for you? Abigail doesn't say anything. She turns away and crawls underneath cow table classroom gets louder. Wyatt and Mason start throwing clothespins at each other. Over at sheep table, Isabella and Maddie are putting the pins in each other's hair. Suddenly, Miss Piekschnitzel claps her hands three times. One, two, three, eyes on me. One and two, eyes on you, the kids shout back. I can see clothespins on Isabella's head the teacher says, and some people are throwing their pins and not dropping them nicely into the bowl. Also, Harry and Abigail are under their tables. Oh no. Is Miss Peakschnitzel going to scold Harry again? My friends, the teacher continues, we're going to take a break from clothespins. She turns on the smart board and puts up a list. She reads it out loud. March in place to the count of ten. 10 jumping jacks. Run in place to the count of 10. 10 jumps in place. 10 hops in place. 10 knee lifts. 10 toe touches. 10 arm curls. 10 arm shakes. Twist in place to the count of 10. What is this? She asks the students. It's a poem, says Diamond. The teacher looks surprised. Well, yes, she says, it could be, but it's also a list of 100 exercises. Ten sets of ten. Do you think you can do 100 exercises? Yes, they all shout. And they do. They do 100 exercises, all together. All except Abigail, who opts to stay under cow table. Then, they fall on the rug because they're so tired.
0: Thank you for listening to Sleepyhead Stories.
1: Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to Sleepyhead Stories this episode. Remember that we are available on all major podcast platforms. You can reach us at sleepyheadstories at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, other social media platforms, and keep sending those shout outs. We love hearing from you all. Make sure to share Sleepyhead Stories with your friends, and of course, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Have a great day or a great night.